Hi, welcome to Funded. I'm Caitlin Finney, and this is a Clearinghouse CDFI podcast, here to give you a glimpse into the community development work Clearinghouse CDFI is doing around the country. Listeners can expect to tune into conversations discussing what a CDFI is, how getting funded by a CDFI works, community impact stories, and how we are all working towards building better communities together. Hello, welcome back to Funded by Clearinghouse CDFI. You're joining us on our third episode of season one. Today I am hosted, I'm hosting Lisa Van Ella. Lisa Van Ella is one of our business development officers here at Clearinghouse CDFI, and she specializes in the Arizona market. So let me give you a quick backstory about Lisa. Lisa is a 30 year financial industry veteran with a banking and strong community development background. She earned her master's degree from Southern New Hampshire University in community economic development, and she specializes in small business, community facility lending, tax credit financing, and commercial real estate transactions. Lisa actually just left her chairperson role at the Lake Havasu City Partnership for Economic Development and a past president of the London Bridge Rotary Club. In her spare time, you can find Lisa at the gym, off-roading in the desert, or boating on the lake, or maybe even glamping in an RV. Is that right, Lisa? That's correct. <laughs> you summed it up well. Good. Um, thank you for joining us here today. Can you maybe give our audience just a quick brief background on how you landed at Clearinghouse CDFI doing what you're doing today? Well, thanks, Katie, for for having me. I'm super excited to be in the, the podcast room at Nomadic, which is our co-working space at the Lake Havasu Partnership for Economic Development. So brand new building. So it's pretty exciting to be here. Um, I had uh, wanted to work for Clearinghouse for many years. I, I've been in the Arizona market since 1997 doing commercial lending and uh, have a strong financial background uh, in, in commercial lending. And so Clearinghouse uh, mission just absolutely fit with what I wanted to do. So I, I'm, I'm super happy to be here and uh, be able to help, especially the Arizona uh, small businesses, nonprofits, and uh, community lending in general. Yeah, great. I wanted to talk to you and pick your brain more about what's happening at Arizona in the realm of community development. Let's start with the basics. Like, what kind of community development work are you seeing Arizona is in need of? Well, I, I think Arizona communities are, are being faced with, you know, an increasing challenge of balancing future growth and keeping up with the housing stock, with uh, the uh, infrastructure, community facilities are declining uh, and and keeping up with the workforce. So we have this huge influx of of growth that we're trying to manage and it's become difficult. Um, I, I read that we, out of the 15 U.S. cities that are growing the fastest, uh, Arizona has five of them. So uh, that kind of shows you we've got just a, a an influx of people and trying to keep up with what we need to do to keep our communities healthy, um, both socially and economically, is a, a huge challenge right now. What um, specifically do you think Arizona could 
benefit from. You think it's um, community facilities, like in regards to nonprofits? Do you think it's small business? Is it commercial real estate or is it kind of a mix of all, all three of those? I would say it's a mix of all. Um, and definitely the housing shortage is something that we're having conversations about throughout the United States. Uh, so Arizona is no different in that regard. But I think when you look at our growth pattern, um, it, it is very difficult. Arizona is unique. We have, um, you know, 25 percent of our land is actually um, federally owned tribal land. And so. Uh, we also have a lot of rural areas. You know, you hear about Phoenix and Tucson, which are major, you know, metropolitan areas, but there's a lot of rural land in Arizona as well. So the needs are different um, in each of the communities. You have tribal land, which um, there's 22 federally recognized uh, tribes in the state of Arizona, which is a lot. And the U.S. government owns title to those uh, those tribal lands. And um, so you can't take those as collateral when you're trying to, to help um, with community facilities and affordable housing um, in those territories. So it, it becomes very difficult, um, even for a community development finance institution like ours, to be able to um, to lend in those areas. So there's some there's some resources that we utilize to help um, us do that type of lending. Um, one of them is the Indian Loan Guarantee Program that's uh, part of the Division of Capital Investment under the Bureau of Indian uh, Affairs. And they offer lenders that are approved um, through that program a uh, up to a 90% guarantee. So uh, that helps alleviate some of the risk on the lender side. So we utilize that for community facilities. Um, and uh, other types of lending in the, the tribal areas. Um, there's also other resources like the Federal Home Loan Bank of San Francisco, uh, which Clearinghouse is, is part of, that we, uh, we participate in their um, AHEAD, which is an economic development grant, and their uh, affordable housing program grants. Um, a good example is uh, the, the AHEAD grant is a, a small, like I said, economic development grant. And we supported uh, in the past uh, one that I can think of is Native uh, American Outreach Ministries, which is a foster youth program um, for the Navajo Nation. And uh, we help support uh, one of their programs with that grant. And then uh, I can think of an uh, affordable housing program grant that we uh, had helped with uh, Pasca Yaki uh, and with their new master plan community, which offered um, 50 families new homes. Um, and they have like a thousand people waiting on their list. So there's ways that we can utilize resources to help with that type of thing. But you can see it's a it's a broad range of, of things that are needed. Um, you know, we've uh, we also use um, low income housing tax credits, um, for example, um, we uh, there's 15 developments in the state of Arizona that were just awarded. Um, uh, and those projects I've seen over the years, they used to be, I, I would say, mostly metro, um, you know, the the big impact ones that have, you know, over 100 units. But I've seen a, a trend where the Arizona Department of Housing has done a great job of offering rural set-asides. So now we're seeing more rural types of programs coming in um, 
that are getting awarded, which helps the smaller communities. I mean, a smaller community may not need 100 units, but they can um, certainly use the 40 that are in the development. So um, that's that's something that's um, important. And the low-income housing tax credits, how they work is it, it provides a tax incentive to construct or rehabilitate um, affordable rental housing for low-income uh, individuals. So that's probably the single most important resource um, for affordable housing. I think that nationally, they uh, put about $9 billion uh, annually into that program. And um, then there's there's other things like the, the Arizona was um, um, awarded $93 million from the U.S. Uh, Department of Housing and Urban Development for affordable housing, community, excuse me, community development and um, homeless assistance through the Community Development Block uh, Grant Program. So those are resources that you know, as a, a, a lender that we can we can work with those resources because they come in the capital stack. And that's not always easy for in the traditional banking model for uh, banks to understand that. And then we're kind of that in between between a traditional banking model and the, um, you know, hard money lender. We're that in between where we can kind of help and work with those those types of resources. Mm -hmm, definitely. I want to ask a clarifying question about how AHEAD grants are used and how LIGTEC is applied. Can you give me a rundown again about how those two are different and what they're kind of used for? Sure. The The AHEAD grant is specific to the Federal Home Loan Bank of San Francisco. And there's banks that are um, and community development finance institutions that are members of the Federal Home Loan Bank. So um, the, the AHEAD grant is a small grant that the Federal Home Loan Bank has a certain set aside that they have uh, every year. And um, they, uh, the grants are up to about $50,000 and they need to be used on something that is hopefully a sustainable yeah. program uh, for uh, a nonprofit. And uh, in the Federal Home Loan Bank uh, footprint uh, of San Francisco footprint, which is California, Nevada, yeah. and Arizona, nonprofits can um, uh, apply for this grant, but they have to have the backing of a member bank sponsor. And that's where Clearinghouse comes in, where we sponsor this grant. Um, we help them get it you know, into the system and apply for it. It's a very competitive grant, but the the resource is just amazing because you know uh, you would think a a small fifty thousand dollar grant can go a long way, and I think they even increased that this year to um, up to a hundred thousand dollars. So they're really putting some effort into that. Um, it's different from the AHP grant, the Affordable Housing Program grant. Those are specific for affordable housing, and they kind of work the same way. They, you know, a nonprofit developer in one of those three states can, needs to have a member bank sponsor that um, will sponsor that grant application, and that's where Clearinghouse comes in with those as well. Uh, and then you mentioned um, LIHTC, Low Income Housing Tax Credit. Well, now, the Low Income Housing Tax Credit is. Uh, separate. It's not part of the, the grant program, but that is uh, funds that are issued through the Arizona Department of Housing and developers will apply for um, their project uh, to receive low-income housing tax credits and it's a tax incentive. So it's a, it's a really good resource to be able to um, you know, to support those. It, just a good example is you would think with the 15 
projects that were awarded in the state of Arizona recently, that's $408 million worth of projects. So that's, that's a lot um, of, of money going out for just 15 projects. So it's, it's very expensive. And that's part of the problem. Um, You know, trying to find enough capital to be able to build um, new units for affordable housing is, is a huge, huge uh, problem throughout the United States right now. Okay. Yeah. That was my next question. Are there any other repeating themes that you see causing issues for potential borrowers? It sounds like starting with uh, capital is a big theme. Yeah. It's, um, it's difficult. I would say for um, the biggest theme that I see um, with regardless if it's a a large project or a small business owner is coming up with the capital for the down payment. Um, That is a struggle. Uh, Even at 20%, uh, 20% of a large development is a lot of capital that needs to to come out of pocket. And even for the smaller loans for the small business owners, 20% can mean, you know, everything that they have in their their savings account. Um, One of the things that we're helping with the small businesses in the state of Arizona, which I think we're going to do a future podcast on, which I'm super excited, um, is the State Small Business Credit Initiative. Um, And that's part of the American Rescue Plan, where the um, federal government put about $10 billion um, out to the states to support um, small business with access to capital. So it looks a little bit different in each state. In our state, we have a couple different programs um, that's uh, administered by the Arizona Commerce Authority. Um, the one that Clearinghouse is involved with is the, um, the Loan Guarantee Program, where it helps support um, us with a loan for a small business owner that might not quite be ready for traditional banking, uh, but it provides a 50% guarantee. So it reduces the risk for us and allows us to be able to um, finance some of those smaller businesses. Um, We are strictly a real estate lender. So especially with those real estate transactions, it can be um, make all the difference in the world. So I'm excited to talk about that program in another podcast with you. (laughs) Me too. Um, so in regards to the, that issue of not having enough capital uh, for most small businesses getting started, how is Clearinghouse CDFI actively working to solve that or help mitigate that problem? Well, I think I go back to um, the fact that with our, our lending model is just a little bit more outside of the traditional banking lending model. So for example, um, a, a borrower might only have to come in with 20% down as opposed to 25 or 30% down payment um, out of pocket with our lending programs. I, I also think that working with the the resources that, that I kind of ran through um, is a huge benefit. Um, part of what we are tasked with at, as a community development finance institution is to provide some technical assistance to our, our borrowers. And especially on the small business side, I see where we, we often have business owners that are great at what they do, but they necessarily are not great at the back office um, information that they need to run their business. So pointing those individuals in the right direction by utilizing um, the um, small business um, 
initiatives that are out through the state that have resources to help them build with their business plan, to direct them to, um, you know, getting an accountant, um, um, even sometimes getting the organizational documentation in a in order where you've had a borrower who's been operating as a sole proprietorship and they really need to step, you know, into the next level of, you know, a a limited liability company or a corporation to protect their, their business interests. So providing that technical assistance, I think is helpful in all regards. There's always help that's that, that we can provide and resources that we can connect. And I think that's where we, um, we we shine. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I um, while I was still in an admin role with Clearinghouse CDFI, I was answering phones during COVID, and your your message there sparked a story in our memory for me because it was COVID. It was people trying to you know scramble to make things work and keep their business afloat. And I had one guy call in and said, "Hey, like I'm you know I'm about to miss this PPP deadline. I need some help. I'm really stressed." I said, okay, sir, like, let me find you some resources. I think that's what I love about being here at Clearinghouse CDFI is that even if we can't help you directly, we have a resource for you to go to or a connection that might be able to help you or get you on the right track. So do you have any other like kind of uh, uh, heartwarming stories like that, that you ring a bell for you? Any projects that you've worked on that are uh, at the forefront of your mind? Yeah, I think in the the state of Arizona, there's a couple that that come to mind. Um, we uh, we have a new market tax credit team, which is a tax credit incentive, um, kind of like the low income housing tax credit, but it's more for community facility type thing. And I am not an expert in new market tax credits, but we we did provide. Um, I think a success story is uh, for the San Carlos Apache tribe down in southern uh, Arizona. Um, we provided a $5.5 million uh, new market tax credit to um, help them uh, build three youth community facilities. And there's like 15,000 hours of education and training and youth programs and everything that that's running through that those facilities. It's just amazing. And uh, just recently in this last new market tax credit round, we, um, we also are providing a $10 million loan uh, for the San Carlos uh, Apache tribe to um, to purchase a new hospital and healthcare clinic. So that the needs are so great that, um, again, being able to have the resource that we can lend on tribal land is, is super important to us. Um, I can think of, you know, some other success stories. Um, FSL Village was, was one that was a 12, about a $12 million loan that we, um, we, uh, had to, uh, to, uh, foundation for senior living in the, the Phoenix area. And that helped to, to rehab 80 units, uh, and construct some new units. Uh, so I think it was a total of 112 affordable senior apartments, you know, that, um, and I, I think as we, uh, one of the things that we, are having to change in in thinking is rehabbing older units. Um, it's that's part of keeping up with you know having a good um, viable community. And so we're I think we're going to see more of that. You're seeing a lot of rehabs of hotels into um, into affordable units and things like that. And then I think the last the last one is is probably one of my favorites. It was uh, last year, and I, I mentioned earlier that we had supported. Uh, the Native American uh, Outreach Ministry 
program uh, up uh, near the Navajo Nation, and um, they have a campus that's for foster youth. And um, it just happened that there was a single family residence that was next to their campus that they were uh, wanting to purchase. And um, it was a small $125,000 loan, but it meant the world because it was able to, uh, because of the expansion into that, that home, it helped secure their campus area a little bit more. And it also um, allowed them to expand their program for uh, youth that are aging out of the system. So um, again, we have huge loans and we have small loans. And um, those are just some of my favorites from Arizona. And I have a whole bunch in the pipeline that I can't wait to talk to you about next time (laughs) when they close. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the cool things is that if it's a $20 million loan or if it's a $500,000 loan, they both have impact. They're both important. What is the aspect of your role today that you find to be the most rewarding? I mean, I can think back to that phone call I had with that man and getting a card from him and his daughter, you know, two months later saying, thank you. Like, you guys couldn't help me, but we found somebody who could and we did that because of you. Like, is there any kind of part of your job that you find to be the most rewarding? I think the ones that are really tough to get funded and that we've stuck with them and we worked with them, um, you know, I've got... um, a nonprofit now that's uh, down in the Marana Tucson area. And um, I've been working with them for a couple years now. And uh, they've been working on a capital campaign for five years now. And so we're coming mm-hmm. up on the end. And I think it's easy to just say, you know what, we can't help you and move on to the next one. But we're not like that here. You know, we're, we're about the mission and we're about assisting. And so there's been I think when one of those mm-hmm. types of loans close that it's just like, I, I I feel like they're my friends. I feel like I just want to go celebrate with them, you know, so um, it's just very impactful. Um, you know, I, I enjoy working with the nonprofits and the small business customers the most. It, it, they just are so grateful that you've been able to help them. And that just is that that makes my day. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're making a personal connection. Each time you're working with somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, over a few weeks, finally get them across the finish line. That's rewarding. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Lisa, thank you for joining me today. You helped us cover the ground on Arizona in general and provided a lot of good uh, clarity and information for us. Um, You're going to come back on later in the season and uh, have another episode with us. But thank you for joining me today. Um, We're going to leave... Lisa's uh, contact information and some of her resources that we talked about today in our episode description. So if you're interested in finding more about them, you can give them a a click and, and do some digging of your own. But until then, we will see you guys on the next one. Thank you for joining us on Funded. Got it.